are going to get those answers. So as you are preparing your heart and your mind for the word that is about to come forth, release everything, release your cares, don't allow it to be a stumbling block, kick it out the way, let Satan you know that he is a liar and you have the victory on this morning. So as you do that, have the peace of God enter into your heart. And we look forward for you to have an amazing time on this morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning. This is your brother in the faith, Pastor Byron Curry with BKC Lifeline Ministry, a conversation to live by. I am up and awake. I had my coffee, just one cup, everybody. I had one cup of coffee, but I am up. I'm excited. I'm super excited about what God is going to do with you all on this great day. This is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning, my daughter, Sister Nakia. Good morning, Courtney Williams. Good morning, Sister Erica Smalls. Good morning to you, Mary Hampton. Good morning to you, Sister Carter, Brother Carter. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Uh, who's else on here? Sherelle, good morning to you. Sister Walthour, my mother, Mother Faison. Good morning, Sister Gila. Good morning to you, Sister Mobley. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you, Sister Jones. Brother Ricky, good morning to you. Sister Golden, I see you. Good morning to each and every one of you who are on our live on this morning. We thank God for you. Good morning, Sister Deja. God bless you. I'm so excited about what God is going to share with us today. Um, listen, tag, plug in, get everybody who you can. This is Monday. And how many of you know we need a fresh word to start us off on this great Monday? The Bible says that God orders a good man's steps. So how about us get our orders today so they can navigate us through the run of the day? We don't know what's ahead of us. We don't know what we're going to face on this day, but we know God gave it to us. And so the Bible says, look unto him who's the author and the finisher of our faith. So let's look towards God today and let's see what God is going to do and going to share with us on this great day. So I'm going to go into a commercial break real quickly while you're tagging someone in i'll be right back after this commercial break and we're going to get straight into the word of god i promise you it's going to be a blessing i'll be right back after these messages faith is the thing that touches god faith is the only thing that will get god that's why people need to get because once you got listen god who can pay you
Good morning to each and every one of you, those ones who have just come in. God bless you. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to help you start your day on today. Again, this is the day that the Lord has chosen for us, and we all are going to rejoice and be glad in it. I believe uh, what God is going to do in your life. I believe that the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow is going to be applied to your life today. I believe that what God is going to allow you to, to speak into your life or to, to touch and to manifest in your life, I believe that that's going to happen today. The Bible lets us know that eyes haven't seen, nor ears have heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of man what God has in store for those ones who love him if you love him on this broadcast today if you're one who is his child god is going to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask or think according to the power that worketh inside of you listen beloveds there is no limits to what god wants to do in your life today i'm not concerned about what happened yesterday i'm not even concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow what I'm concerned about is, is what's going to happen for you today. And guess what, beloved? The day has just started. This day has just started. And so great things, great and mighty things you can expect on this great day. I, I, I want uh, at least about 25 of you on here. You just type under your name with exclamation points. I believe it for me. Come on, I believe it for me. If you're riding in your car, you can't text. I want you to say it out loud. I believe it for me. If you're on your job and you cannot respond, just say, I believe it for me. Because the Bible says, what a man thinketh in his heart, that shall he be. Amen, somebody. You have to know this for yourself. What a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think this today, then so shall this be for you today. If you believe I'm blessed and highly favored today, you will be blessed and highly favored today. If you believe that you heal today, you will be healed today. If you believe this is your day to be made whole and you speak that thing, you will be made whole. The Bible says we can speak those things that be not as though they were. What is it that you're looking at that you need to change? What is you looking at that you need to evolve? What do you, what are you looking at that you need to see something better? Well, if that's what you see, then you know you can speak better in your life. Let's go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now for the, another opportunity to join together in unity. You said how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to come together in unity. And we come together in unity to hear what the spirit has to say to the church. God, we are beseeching thee. We're looking for you to work in our favor today. Because if we have favor with you, you will give us favor with man. God, we don't know what's before us. So we're asking you to navigate our steps today. Give us clarity and wisdom and knowledge on what we need to do on today. You said holiness without no man shall see the Lord. So God, as we do our best to live a holy and righteous life before you, giving unto you, Father God, what you expect. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you allow us all to see you today. God, we want to see you at our jobs. We want to see you, Father God, in our homes and our relationships. Father God, in our finances. We want to see you, Father God, in our community, in our city, in our country, our state. We want to see you today. So as we're presenting unto you, 
holiness as we standing upon the hill as you said let your light so shine before men that men should see the good works and glorify you father which is in heaven and that we are city that sitteth upon a hill that cannot be hidden well while we presenting these things father god to those ones god let us see you but not only let us see you let those ones around us see you father i pray in the name of jesus for protection for each and every one that's on this live today Father God, as they go through, uh, Father God, their their journey today, Father God, I pray that you protect them from danger, seen and unseen. Assist them uh, from heaven, Father God, and give them what they need, Father God, to protect them from any sicknesses or diseases, protect them from any violence, or Father God, or any accidents. God, we pray that the angels of the Lord will be encamped around about them. And Father God, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against them in the day of judgment, they shall condemn. For Father God, this is the promise and the inheritance of our Father to his children. And God, as I get ready to release this word into their lives, I pray, God, you give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of it. In all our getting, let us get understanding that, Father God, we will get the promises and the riches of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody give God some praise. Good morning to you, Brother Williams. I see you, sir. Good morning to you, Sister Hayward. God bless you. So let's go into the word of God. Let's go into the word of God. Hallelujah. In 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm turning this music down. 1 Peter chapter 5. And we're going to go to verse 6. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, starting at verse 6. It says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hands of God that he may exalt you in due time. Cast your cares, casting all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Are you hearing this, Sister Cheryl? Are you hearing this, Sister Hampton? He says, be sober and be valiant because your adversary, the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resisteth stand fast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brother that are in the world. Watch this. But the God of our all grace, who has called us into his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after that ye have suffered a while make you perfect established and strengthen settle you wow wow can i read that one more time let me read that one more time i need i need somebody to get this in their spirit humble yourself therefore under the mighty hands of god that he may exalt you in due time lord have mercy jesus i want to put this one right here up here it's on the screen first peter um five and six watch it says humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due season casting all your cares upon him for he careth for you somebody say he cares for me be sober be valiant be because your adversary there's somebody that's after you your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walking walketh about seeking whom he made about there is somebody yes it is but it's not flesh and blood 
The Bible says that uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So someone is after you. There's somebody that's trying to destroy you. There's somebody that's trying to devour you. There's somebody that's trying to sift from you, deplete you of all that God is blessing you with in your life. But it's not flesh and blood. It's not your neighbor. It's not your brother or your sister. Now, mind you that the enemy can have place in someone's life to be used against you. But still, even though they're being used against you, that is not your adversary. That is not your enemy. Jesus showed that to us when, when Satan tried to use Peter against Jesus. Y'all remember that. And the Bible says when Jesus was telling uh, Peter, what his destiny was, what his fate was, what God had ordained for him to walk. Peter had Satan to stand up here in him, call Jesus to the side and try to rebuke Jesus. And Jesus wound up rebuking Satan inside of Peter. Y'all remember that story? And he told Satan, get thee behind me, Satan, for you savor the things of man and not the things of God. So listen, beloveds, just because Satan had place to use your brother or use your sister, or use your friend, or use your co-worker, or use your husband, or use your wife, watch this, use your kids, doesn't mean that they are your adversary. What it means is, is that they were weak and vulnerable in a place in their lives, and Satan was able to have place to use them against you. So, see, Satan knows where your heart lies. Satan knows what you love and you care about the most. And that's what he aims for. Oh, my God, from Zion. I need about 35 of you on here to say I need to guard my heart. Come on, somebody. I need to guard my heart because the Bible said guard your heart with diligence. L listen, because out of the heart comes the issues of life. If we don't guard our hearts, we can expose something to Satan that he can use against us as a weapon. God bless you, Lady Curry. I love you. He can use that very thing as a weapon against us. And some of us have exposed that our children mean the world to us. So now Satan wants to exploit that. Some of us have made it known to Satan that our spouses mean more to us than anything. And he's using that against us. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Some of us have put our finances and our built our businesses ahead of everything in our lives. And now Satan using that to exploit that. And now you wonder why we feel like we under pressure. You wonder why we feel like we under bondage. We wonder why we feel like we in shackles. It's because we get gave ammunition for Satan to put us in bondage. The Bible says in verse uh, 8 in 1 Peter 5, be sober. Don't be drunk with this world. Don't be drunk with success. Don't be uh, drunk with circles and people. Don't be drunk. Hello, somebody. Be sober in your mind. Hello, somebody. Because if you're not sober in your mind and you're drunk, we understand how drunk people act. Hallelujah, somebody. Some of us have been drunk at times in our lives. Hello, somebody. And we know that sometimes if we get too drunk, we will lose consciousness of where we are. We'll lose consciousness of who we around. Hello, somebody. We need to be sober. Somebody, somebody type under your name with exclamation points. I need to be sober today.
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to be sober today. I don't need to be so drunk. I don't know my well-being. Oh, God, I don't need to be so drunk. I don't I don't know where I'm where I'm at or where my surroundings are, who around me or what I'm doing. My choices are made out of hasty hastiness. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. I need to be sober today. I can't be so drunk off of life that I cause myself to not hear God in the direction I need to go. And I can't hear God in the way that I should lead my family. I can't hear God, hello somebody, in the way I ought to direct my decisions. Good God Almighty. See, be valiant, but because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for your vulnerable place in your life. Satan's looking for that weak place in your life. He's looking for that window that's not locked. He's looking for that door that is not locked. He's looking for an opportunity to come in to steal, to kill, and to destroy. My God from Zion, where are the watchmen's today? Hello, somebody. We need to become the watchmen over our hearts. Oh, because that's a gate for the enemy. We need to be watchmen over our ears, huh? Because that's the gate to, for the enemy. We need to be watchmen over our eyes. Watch, watch this because it's a gate to the enemy. Lord have mercy, Jesus. We need to be a, a, a watchman over our mouths because that's a gate. Lord have mercy, Jesus, for the enemy. Hallelujah. Where's the watch? Glory to God, because our soul is in jeopardy of that. My God from Zion, if we leave the gates unattended, Satan has an opportunity to get at our spirit and our soul. Good God Almighty. But the Bible says, the Bible says, humble, humble, humble yourself. Good God. Humble means, in the Greek means, to lower yourself. To lower yourself, to bring yourself low, to, to, to speak modest of yourself, not high-minded or proud or puffed up. That's what it means right here in this particular verse, in verse 6 of 1 Peter and 5, when he says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hands of God, and he may exalt you in due time. I want to talk on the topic of your time is coming. Oh, my God from Zion. I need about 30 of you on here to type under your name. My time is coming. Mm -hmm. in the, but in the meantime, while your time is coming, we must learn how to humble ourselves, lower ourselves. Don't speak so highly about our own selves until we speak so highly about ourselves. We get so proud that we exalt ourselves over God. Notice what the man of God says, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hands of God, knowing that God is mightier than I, knowing that God is mightier than your yourself, knowing that God is mightier than any other man on the face of the earth. I know we have the presidents. I know we have kings. I know we have um, ambassadors. We have all of these ones who are in leadership position. We also have a whole lot of people who are running and operating their own kingdoms, but we have a king that's above every king. We have a Lord that's above every Lord. We have a God that is the God of every 
every creature and every creation. The Bible said God is the God of all flesh. Is there anything impossible for him? Jeremiah lets us know and reminds us that us, we that are in flesh, we were created in the image of God. So we are not mightier than God. We ought to humble ourselves under the hands of God. Oh my God from Zion. And he says, watch this, that he may exalt you. See, if you don't exalt yourself, but you make yourself low under the hands of God, meaning that I submit myself. Anybody on here is willing to submit yourself under God. I submit myself unto God and under his will. I submit myself under his word, under his commandment. And when I submit myself, I don't have to exalt myself. See, the problem with us, Sister uh, uh, sister Wilson, the problem with us is, is, is that if we exalt our own selves, we can be taken down real quickly. If we exalt our own selves, we have, uh, we have not the ability or the strength nor the authority to keep ourselves in the place we exalt ourselves. But if God exalt us, Oh my God, if God exalt us, the Bible says, if God be for us, then who can be against us? David even put it like this, when my enemies and my foes came to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host rise up against me, my heart shall not fear. Why? Because God is the one that is placing me in the place where I am. God is the one that is exalting me in the place that I am. So if God put me up, there is no man that can take me down. That's why we can't put confidence in trust in man. Man saying, I can put you here or I can do this for you or I can make this happen for you. No one can do what God can do. Can I get a witness on here? No one can deliver like God can deliver. No one can heal like God can heal. Nobody can set free like God can say, do, do I have a witness on here? Nobody can make me whole like God can make me whole. I've tried here. I tried there. I heard a songwriter say, searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody, nobody greater. Isn't that what the man of God said when he was singing? Nobody greater, nobody greater than the Lord. Do I have a witness on here? So when we humble ourselves, that means to make ourselves low. You know, there's a lot of people that's stuck in pride. They don't want to feel like they under somebody. They don't want to be low. They don't want to speak about themselves low. They want to speak highly about themselves. But the Bible say a man that saveth his life shall lose it. But a man who loses his life shall gain it. Let me tell you something. When you lose your life in him, when it's not about you, but it's all about God. It's when God will exalt you. Can I get a witness on here? Watch this. Then he moves down to verse seven and he says this, cast casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Okay, let me just say this right quickly. Stop casting your cares on people who can't handle it. 
my God, from Zion. Stop giving stuff to people who cannot handle it. You've been giving it to people who've been mishandling your cares. And you've been hurt. You've been disappointed. You've been, you feel like you've been violated. It felt like you've been, uh, you've been treated unfairly because you cast your cares on folk who could not handle it because they had their own stuff they was dealing with. And some of us have too much pride to tell somebody that I can't handle what you're bringing me. Some of us got too much pride and we got too much uh, 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 self-righteousness about ourselves that we don't want to tell nobody when you can't deal with their issues. You can't deal with their problems. There's nothing wrong with telling somebody, listen, I know what you're dealing with. I know what you're trying to tell me, but I'm sorry, I got my own stuff going on. Oh my God, Sister Lakeisha, I got my own stuff going on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to seem like I'm unsympathetic. I just want to let you know that I can't handle this. And what we really need to tell people is, is to cast your cares upon the Lord. Listen, you trying to take on something from somebody that you can't handle is not going to build your relationship with nobody. It's not going to make you popular with anybody. What it's going to do is going to make you fall out with somebody be the enemy with somebody at the end thereof because you could not handle what they brought you oh my god from zion do i have a witness on here have someone ever brought something to you that and had you to handle it and you dropped the ball i'm the first one to raise my hand there's some there's some times people brought some stuff to me and i mismanaged it i dropped the ball not because i didn't want to uh, handle it but i just just didn't have the authority i didn't have the strength I didn't have the love. I didn't have the compassion. Whatever it was in that sense, I didn't have what it takes to deal with the issue. And there's just some things, beloveds, that God does not leave to your hand. It only can be done by him. Oh, can I get a witness on here? Some things you take to your mama, they can't handle it. Some things you take to your daddy, they can't handle it. Some things you take to your husband, spouses, uh, or wives, they can't handle it. Some things, husbands, you take to your wives, they can't handle it. We might as well face the fact that there's just some things that is just in God's control. I believe what Pastor Paul said on Blazing Friday. That thing that is above your pay grade, that needs to go to God. <laughs> Glory to God. When you know that you have no strength, oh, and your strength is depleted, you have no more strength. This is what goes to the Lord. Come on, quit acting like you can handle it. Quit sitting around there suffering with something that you can cast on the Lord. I need somebody on here to tell the Lord, here it go. Come on. Here it comes, Lord. Here it goes, Lord. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I need about 30 of you on here to say, Lord, here it comes because I can't handle it anymore. Here come my husband husband because I can't handle him anymore. Here come my wife because I can't handle it anymore. Here come my children, Lord, because I can't handle it anymore. My financial issue, here it come, God, because I can't handle it anymore. Here come my, my business situation, I can't handle it anymore. This racism, I can't handle it anymore. This biasness, I can't handle it anymore. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he care for you. Not only does he care for you, but he's going to handle what it is that you cast upon him. God is not like man. He is not going to lie to you. If he said it, he's going to do exactly what he said. The Bible says that he is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. So if he promised you something, 
he's going to do it. But he can't do he can't do nothing with what you got going on until you cast it. I wish I was talking to somebody on here. You got to let it go. Come on, somebody talk to your brother and your sister on this live and tell them you got to let it go. Come on, brother Roy, uh, brother uh, Leroy, you got to let it go. Brother Carter, you got to let it go. Brother Ricky, you got to let it go. Brother Knight, you got to let it go. I know they taught us to manhandle it. I know they told us that men don't supposed to cry. I know they say that men so don't, don't supposed to be uh, sentimental and they don't supposed to uh, be uh, showing their, their weaknesses. Come on, somebody, but you need to cast that on God because if it's going to make you mess up with your family, mess up with your wife, leave your family. If it's going to make you not look like the man of your house, you need to let that go. Hello, somebody. I'm talking to somebody on here. If it's going to cause you to lose what's valuable in your life, you need to let it go. Come on, somebody. I need somebody to talk to me on here today. Come on, somebody. Come on and let somebody know. Let it go. My God from Zion, we need to know that there's an adversary looking for every opportunity he can to cause us to miss our moment, to miss our time. Listen, beloveds, those brothers in this particular chapter, Peter was talking to the brothers at the, in the church. He was talking to them. And he starts out in verse five talking about an elder. And I know when I when we talked about elders, we talked about the older ones. When we were growing up and young, we were talking about the older ones, the ones who had wisdom, the one who had knowledge, the one who had what we needed, the experiences to get us through what we call life. And when we were younger, it was easy to take that from our parents. It was easy to take it from the older ones because we were young and we were we, we didn't know no better. Hello, somebody. And we needed to be trained. We needed. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. We needed to be trained. We needed to be educated. But I realized something as the, the older we have gotten. Hello, somebody. The, 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 the more maturity we have, uh, the more we wanted to experience life. And what happened was is the very elders we used to respect for wisdom and instructions and knowledge. We start getting um, we start as the as the elders used to say, we start smelling ourselves. We start thinking that we didn't need them anymore, that we knew more than what the elders knew. Jesus said this to his disciples. He says, greater work shall you do than what I have done. But he says the, the servant is not greater than his Lord, nor the mass, the servant greater than his master. So listen, beloveds, we will never be greater than our parents. Oh, let me say that again. We'll never be greater than our parents. We'll never be greater than our mother and our fathers because God never said it that way. They were here before us. God educated them, gave them instructions, gave them wisdom before us. And God gave the charge to our parents. He says, parents, train your children in the way that they should go, that when they get older, they shall not depart. It, we will never get older than our parents, but the elders in the church is the same way. We will never get older than our elders. We'll never supersede our elders. Our work may be greater. We may do greater things, but we still must have respect for our elders. Because guess what? There's going to be a day that our elders are moved out of our lives. And guess what? Your time will come. Listen, listen, beloved, we might look at our elders in the church and think we can do something better. But let me tell you something, until God moved them, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. There's not going to be a time for you. And some of us want our thing to come before it's time. 
The Bible tells us be anxious for nothing. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Let me look at this right here in Philippians 4 and 6. I'm reading this. This is not the King James Version. I got that wrong down here, but this is the NLT Version. And here's what it says. Don't worry about anything. In, in the King James, it lets us know, don't be anxious now. Don't, 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 don't you, don't you get excited too over excited about something, wanting something to happen in your life. He says, watch this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. The Bible said pray without ceasing. Am I talking to somebody on here? Sister Frazier, the Bible says pray about everything. We have gotten to the place where we have gotten comfortable with just winging things and then pray later after it don't work out, after it don't do what we wanted to do. When it gets messed up and jacked up, then we want to pray to God. No, we pray to God before we do things. Hello, somebody. The Bible says in Proverbs, it says, uh, it, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That means before you do anything in your life, consult God before you make a decision in uh, uh, consult God. Are you hearing me, Sister Mary? Before you make any conscious decision, involve God. When we go wrong is, is when we try to do things on our own and then when it doesn't work out then we want to go to God to tell God to fix it but if God was with us from the very beginning then we wouldn't have all of the problems that we're having my God talk to us Holy Spirit he says don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need Oh, I heard the old saint said, uh, uh, have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your problem. He'll hear your faintest cry and answer by and by. Feel a little prayer wheel turning. Know that y'all looking at me. Y'all looking at me. Y'all know that song. Some of you know that song. You all know that song. But you got to tell him what you need. The Bible even says God told his people, bring him back to remembrance what he said. Because if he said it, he's going to bring it to pass. He says, I spoke my word and it will not return back to me void. I'm talking right here, Sister Sherelle. He says, it will not come back to me void. So if I said it and you remind me of it and it didn't happen in your life, I'm going to make it happen. Oh, my God. From Zion. Oh, What you waiting on? Start telling him what you need. The Bible also says he shall supply your need according to his riches and glory, but he can't supply something you won't tell him about. He can't give to you what you need until you tell him about it. What you waiting on, Sister Carter? What you waiting on, Sister Nakia? What you waiting on, Sister Erica Smalls? What are you waiting on, that one behind the scene? I can't see your name, can't call your name. Oh, what you waiting on? Why are you still waiting on it? You thinking God wants you to manhandle it through life? You think God wants you to do it on your own strength through life? God knows the things that you're capable of doing and the things you're not capable of doing. And the things you are not capable 
capable of doing that's impossible for your life. He said, oh, come on, somebody, impossible for you to do in your life. God says, tell me about it. But we're too busy trying to tell other people who don't have the resources, don't have the power, don't have the strength to even help us. But when are you going to try Jesus? The Bible say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. When are we going to tell Jesus about it? When are we going to tell God about it? Tell him about those back bills. Tell him about your 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 pink slip, your note on your house. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You about to lose your house and you sitting up here trying to find other ways to put yourself more in debt to try to get your house straight. Why don't you just tell the Lord about it? You mismanage your finances. You ain't got what you need and tell the Lord about it. He can deal with you when you tell him what's going on then you trying to manipulate him. Tell him about you didn't pay your car note this week because you went out of town and now your car note, oh, y'all ain't gonna say, oh my God, can I talk real on here? Can I talk real on here? Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Why don't we just tell him the truth? And when we tell him the truth, let him do what he needs to do. Because see, God's not moved by our attitudes and how we do that. God's not moved by that stuff. God wants to know if we trust him. It says, and thank him for all he has done. Remember what he's already done in your life. Remember what he's already manifested. He revealed, he showed. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. He brought the past in your life and start while you telling him about what you need him to do, start praising him for what he already done, Sister Gila. Oh, watch this, this twofold. Somebody shout, it's twofold. It's twofold. You're telling about what you want while you're praising him for what he done. Come on, you're, you're, you're telling him what you need, but you're praising him for what he already done. Because let me tell you something. If he did it back then, he'll do it right now. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Y'all ain't going to say nothing right here. We need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Watch, 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 watch what else we need to do. Here's what we need to do in Psalms 37 and 5. It says, commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I just told you in Proverbs 3 and 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. That's committing your ways or committing your way unto the Lord. Everything that you do today, commit it unto the Lord. When you go on your job to serve that supervisor, commit them ways to the Lord. The Bible says uh, to those ones who are in leadership over you, do it to them as you are doing it unto the Lord. So don't go in there with a nasty attitude because your boss nasty. You figure you need to go ahead and defend yourself, do what you need to do to show them that you ain't the one to be playing with. No, 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 no. That's not how we handle business. That's not how God handle business. You go in there and you do what you're supposed to do, submitting yourself under leadership, and God will show you how he'll give you favor with man. Because if you have favor with God, he'll give you favor with man. He'll let your enemy turn around and bless you. Do I have some witnesses on here that God has made your enemies your footstool? He turned some things around when folk were hating on you. They start blessing you and didn't know why they were blessing you. Do I have a witness on here? Listen, God will not lie unto you. If he said something, he's going to do it. Watch this. We need to trust also in him as we commit our ways to the Lord. We need to trust him. Now, why does it tell us we need to trust him? It's because 
when this thing goes goes forth, sometimes it make it look like you are not going to get what you you are looking for. It will look like sometimes that you on the opposite end of the spectrum. Sometimes it will not feel like you the winner. Sometimes it will make you feel like you're not going to be the victorious one. That's why you got to trust the Lord because you cannot look at things the way you see it. See, the children of God don't walk by their natural sight. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Faith come by hearing hearing by the word of God. So when God gives you a word, he's not just giving you a word, he's giving you faith to hold on to. And that holding on to that faith in that word is belief and trust. That trust and belief means confidence. Our confidence need to be in what God said. Wait a minute. So instead of me doing it my way, I commit my way unto the Lord and I do his way. In me doing his way, I show him I have confidence in him. And when I show him confidence that I believe him, then the scripture says right here, and he shall bring it to pass. I need somebody to shout on here, my time is coming. Oh my God, from Zion, I take the wisdom from the elders. I do what I say. I mean, I do what he says and my time will come. I need somebody on here to start giving God some worship and praise for your time coming. Your time is coming when you're blessed beyond measure. Your time is coming where God's going to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask or think according to the power that worketh with inside of you. Your time is coming when you're going to be the head and not the tail above and not beneath your time is coming when you're going to be healed not only on the in the body but healed in the spirit not only healed in the spirit but healed in your soul not even healed in your soul and spirit but healed in your mind your time is coming y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me when your marriages are healed your time is coming when your relationship with your children will heal your time is coming when your finances will become the in the place where you want it to be in that prosperity state. It, your time is coming. I'm talking to somebody in here. Your time is coming where you will see the blessings of the Lord run you down and overtake you. That's what the Bible says. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Your time is coming. Oh, I wish I had some believers on here to go up in a praise. Your time is coming. I didn't say your partner's time coming. I didn't say your friend time is coming. I didn't even say your pastor, your prophet, your teacher's time is coming. I said your time. You need to personalize this and start talking to yourself. My time is coming. I celebrated with everybody else. I, I praise God for everybody else. I was thankful for everybody else when they got their stuff. When God, you've been pouring out on them. When God, you showed them the riches of your glory. When you opened doors for them. When you closed doors for them. When you opened up the windows for them. I praised you for them. I didn't envy them. I didn't get mad with them. I didn't treat them funny because they were blessed before me, but my time, my time is coming. Yes, my time is coming. Do I have a witness on here who believes that your time is not tomorrow? Y'all not going to say nothing to me. Your, your, your time is today. Whatever God has for you today, it is for you today. I need somebody on here to say what God has for me today is mine today. Oh my God. I need some people on here to say, I believe God for my miracle today.
I believe God for my breakthrough today. Your time is come, not tomorrow. It's not coming tomorrow. It's not coming three weeks from now. It's not coming next month. It's not coming next year. I'm talking to somebody who has the 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 faith to believe God today. My time is coming today. Who has the uh the the, the mind to believe, the trust to believe God for today that my new beginning is today. My past is gone. I'm putting those things which are behind me, but I'm reaching forward to those things which are before. I'm pressing because my time has come. Oh, I'm standing because my time is come. I hope I have somebody on here who believes God, who got the audacity to look Satan in the face and say, you almost had me, but you messed up because now I know my time has come. Good God Almighty, your time has come. The Lord sent me here on this Monday morning to look you in the face, looking in this camera to tell you your time has come. Your time to stop begging is come. Your time to prosper has come. Your time to be in good health has come. Your time for your marriages to prepare has come. The time for your family to be prosperous has come. The time for you business owners to be out of debt is come. Good God Almighty, your time. Oh, I wish I had about two or three witnesses to go crazy and give God praise for your time has come. You've been humble enough. You've been waiting enough. You've been waiting the way God told you to wait. Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. God going to give you strength and wings. He's going to have you to fly over the valley you were stuck in. He's going to have you to fly over the desert that you were stuck in. He's going to have you to fly out of the prison where you were shackled at. I just need somebody to give God praise for your time has come. Your time has come where everybody who thought you was a liar gonna now see you were not lying. You are the truth and the truth made you free. The time has come for folk to see you, who you really are and not who others made you to be. Your time has come. Somebody ought to give God praise for your time. You've been waiting patiently. You've been waiting without complaining. You've been waiting and crying and crying and waiting in the secret place of the most high God. You've been praying to him and telling him, Lord, I still am waiting on you, even though I have nothing else to stand on, but your word. And now your time is come. Sister Waltower, your time is here. Uh, Pastor Carla, your time is here. What the enemy meant for your bad, God is turning it around for your good. Your time has come. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Your time has come for your family. 
to reap what God has allowed you to sow. God is not mocked. What a man soweth, that shall he reap. God allowed you to reap and uh, allow you to sow in tears. Now you're going to reap. Y'all not going to say nothing to me because you've been crying for a long time about that situation. You've been crying a long time about your relationship with people. You've been crying a long time for God to fix this thing. Your time has come nobody but God but you need to cast I don't know who I'm talking to right now I don't know who I'm talking to right now but you need to get that thing off you you need to cast your cares upon the Lord you need let's get that thing off you don't let bitterness set in. Don't let strife set in. Don't let hatred set in. Don't let the counsel of Satan set in. You need to get that thing off you. Cast your cares upon the Lord. There is a scripture in the, in the Bible. I didn't put it up here where Jesus was talking to those ones about the seed sowing. And one of the, the last things that Jesus told them was is that that the seed fell on a ground where the lust of riches, the, he said, the, 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 the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust thereof choked out the word and made the individuals not able to bear fruit. I want you to know if you don't get those cares off of you, it will choke the very word that God gave you to bless you. Y'all not saying that to me. It will become more powerful and more important than the word God sent in your life as a promise to bless you. You got to get those cares off of you that has been troubling you. Let me let me let me talk to some of you who even have sick family members. Why are you worrying about that sickness when the Bible tells us that Jesus, watch this, Jesus by his stripes we were healed. If there's any that's sick among you, call for the elders of the church and let them lay hands upon the sick and the sick shall recover. See, the elders have the wisdom of God that they can come into those spaces and they can lay hands on your, your family members and they will recover. Well, what if my family member has COVID and I can't get in the hospital? Or what if my family member is in the hospital, but the hospital is not allowing us in there? We can't, we can't get nobody in there to lay hands. Well, the Bible says that the centurion soldier came to Jesus and talked to Jesus about his sick servant at his house. He told Jesus, I need you to speak a word. Jesus said, well, I'm going to come to your house. He said, no, sir, you don't need to come to my house. I know the value of your word. Do you know the value of the word of God in your life? Do you know the power of the word of God in your life? God spoke a word in your life to change your disposition. He put a word in your life to change your circumstance. And listen, beloveds, you can ask God to speak a word and meet your family member in Candler Hospital, in Memorial Hospital, whatever hospital your family member's in, you can speak, ask God to speak the word. You can pray and say, God, heal and deliver my family member in room 203. To heal my family member in 435. 
heal my family member. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And 122, you, all you need to do is ask what we just said. Tell him what you need and watch God perform it. Your child in school, you trying to figure out why your child is not being productive in school. You're wondering why your child having an attitude problem and you're trying to figure out what I need to do in this re in this situation, in this regard, what you need to do because your time has come. Tell the Lord what you need. He's listening to you. Your time for God to hear you is now. It has come. Why don't you just open your mouth and tell the Lord what's going on with you and your family. Open up your mouth. Stop trying to go to this service to hear this prophet go to that service and hear this preacher hear this apostle here why don't you start letting god hear you talk to him and let him speak to you in regards to your situation i bet you i promise you that god will answer you your time has come you say lord i've been waiting and i've been seeing everybody else but what about me I've been sitting there and I watched everybody else dance off of getting their breakthrough and their deliverance. But God, what about me? Father, I've been hearing other people's testimony of how great you have been in everyone else's life. God, what about me? Here's what he says to you today. Your time is coming. And your time is here. Your time has come for you to accept what God has offered you. He's offered you this opportunity to cast your cares upon him. Watch him show you he cares. Watch him show you that he care about you. I know the people in your life that you wanted to see you, you wanted them to discern you, you wanted them to see your, 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 your problem, the dysfunctions that's been in your life. You wanted them to speak something to you in your life and they seem like they just didn't care or they didn't see you. Can I tell you something? Most of the time we want these people to handle stuff that we need them to handle and they are not in the position to do it. The Bible says, trust in the Lord. Jesus says, all things are possible to them that believe. My question to you today is, is who do you believe? What do you believe? Because in the end thereof, God is the one that's going to change everything in your life. I want you all right now, if you receive this word, I want you to, if you're on Facebook, smash those heart emojis. Come on, smash those heart emojis. If you believe that you have received the word of promise, you've received your healing, you've received your breakthrough through this word, I need you to smash those heart emojis and give God some worship in this, oh, in this broadcast. Give it to him. If you on YouTube, put those hearts up. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I feel someone's deliverance and breakthrough on this live right now. Glory. I feel it right now. I feel it right now. Listen, beloveds. Oh, oh my God. My sister, that daughter's all right. My sister, that daughter's all right. That one you were caring about so much, she's all right. Mothers, fathers, that son is all right. 
I listen, I know how much you care about them. I know how much you've been praying about them. But can I tell you what the Lord says? They are right. They're all right. Husbands, your wife is going to be all right. Wives, your husband is going to be all right. Worship God right now for the deliverance. I don't know who I'm talking to, but but there has been some strange stuff going on in your body and you're afraid to go and get a doctor's report. But here's what the Lord says. The Lord says, yes, you got to go and get a report. But then I'm your God. So who report you're going to believe? And until you find out what's going on in your body, you can't cast that upon the Lord. So go to the doctor and get the report. Go to the doctor and let them test you. Go to the doctor and let them find out what's wrong with you. Then when they give you their report, you go and cast that on the Lord and see what report God going to give you. I'm telling you, it's your time now for God to show you great and mighty things. It's your time now for God to show you who he is in your life. He's strong and mighty in your life, just like he's strong and mighty in someone else's life. It's your time now. I speak to those ones right now that your sugar level would not get leveled out for nothing. You done try everything, but your time is now. God is leveling out your sugar. High blood pressure. You've been having headaches. Migraines seem to be. And you've been, you've been going on with this thing and praying about it, praying about it, praying about it. But can I tell you right now on this live, your time has come. God's healing right now. God's healing and delivering right now. Because you dare to believe. You've been having kidney problems. Your lower back has been hurting you. I don't know who I'm talking to, talking to, but I know I'm talking to somebody on here. I don't know who you are, but the Holy Spirit is allowing me to know. You've been having a, a kidney problem, lower back problem, your kidney. There's a healing process happening right now. There's a healing process happening right now. But this healing process that's happening right now I'm hearing the Lord say that you can't remain to keep drinking all of this stuff that you've been drinking. I'm healing you, but now you have to maintain your healing. The Bible says, work out your soul salvation with fear and trembling in the Lord. You got to whatever God delivers you from. You got to work that out to make sure that you don't return back as a dog to his vomit. So he's delivering right now. Just take that water and you drink that water. Let God cleanse your kidney because you, you're thinking that you're not going to be able to function anymore. But God is delivering you right now on this broadcast. Some of you believe that your relationships have been over with some people, but but there just was a time span for you. God's healing and mending that relationship. God's going to expose the devil in that relationship. He's going to expose the devil in that relationship that you and that individual can see the devil for who he is. And God's going to make you stronger in your relationship than what you were before. I'm speaking to somebody right here. I'm speaking to somebody right here. The beautiful thing about this is, is, is that I'm not having to call you out in front of anybody or call your name. But God knows who he's talking to right now on this broadcast. Some of you believe that you could not recover the relationship. And some things have been done that was hurtful and painful. But God's mending your heart right now. He's mending your heart that your emotions won't have you all over the place when you hear their name or when you have to be in their presence. God's healing you right now. 
I got to get off of here. But but God's healing you right now because that thing that happened to you, it, it has caused some major trauma in your insides, your heart, your emotions, your spirit, your soul, man, is vexed when you hear their name, when you have to be in their presence. But God's healing you right now. Your time has come. Your time has come for God to make you whole. I need those ones on here who need to be made whole. I need you right now to put under the under your name, God, I need to be made whole. Put exclamation points behind it. God, I need to be made whole. If you can write it down under your name, I want you to say it out loud. God, I need to be made whole. I need to be made whole in my mind. I need to be made whole in my heart. I need to be made whole in my soul and spirit. I need to be made whole, that I don't hold anybody to nothing, that I can love freely. I can have compassion freely. I won't treat nobody like the person who hurt me. Come on, somebody. I need to be made whole. I'm speaking to somebody on this live. Somebody is getting their deliverance on this live. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I don't want to hate them. I don't want to treat them ugly where they look at the kingdom not being the kingdom and God, you're not being God because of my attitude towards them. God, make me whole again. Then I may have joy unspeakable and full of glory and I will spread that joy abroad. Make me whole. Somebody got up today feeling defeated. You got up today not feeling today. You got up today sluggish. You got up today worrying about what was going to become of you this week. You all the way at the end of the week and you just got up on Monday. Your time has come for God to rid you of that thing that had you imprisoned in your mind and had you not being able to move forward. Today is your victory. Today is your deliverance. Come on, somebody, mash those hearts and give God some glory on this broadcast. For who the Son has made free is truly free indeed. I'm getting off of here. But I want you to worship God with every fiber of your being. Watch what God does to your day. Watch what God allow you to do for somebody on this day. Watch what people detect when you walk into their presence. They're going to detect the, the joy of the Lord on your life. And they're going to be blessed. They're going to be healed. They're going to give God glory for you showing up. Because you received a healing. And the manifestation of God's glory upon your life. My beloved brothers and sisters, we thank you for listening in and tuning in to BKC Lifeline Ministry. That's not about us, but it's about you. And it's about him. It's about God. It's about Jehovah, Yahweh. It's about Yahshua, Jesus Christ. It's about the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost, who's working in you right now. God bless you on this great day. If you want to be a blessing to this ministry, let God move upon you to be a blessing. If you have Givelify, you can go to Givelify and sow your offering of any amount at BKC Lifeline Ministry. I'm not saying this because we want your money. I'm saying this because ministry 
is in need of what you have to give. The Bible says, so freely we have received, freely give. If you have Zelle, you can go to Zelle and type in Pastor Byron Curry at hotmail.com and you can give your gift of any amount. It's right there at the bottom of the screen, how you donate to this ministry. Thank you all who have been donating and giving to this ministry. It has been a blessing to others who we get an opportunity to reach out to and to bless. We do help people. We do give to people. And it's only because of your contribution in which you give unto us. So if God leads you to give to this ministry, then give. God says when we give, it's pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give to your bosom. So God has people lined up to give back to you when you give to him. So God bless you. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Lord's will, life lasts. We will be back here tomorrow if God wills. But stay strong in the Lord, my beloved brothers and sisters, and in the power of his might. And know that your time is coming. In this day, God going to show you great and mighty things if you only believe. God bless you.
the reason why I smile. You make my life worthwhile. You are my song, Lord. The reason why I smile. Oh, for it's my one desire. I want to borrow you. For it's my one desire. I want to borrow you. Yeah. I really want to follow you. You are holy, Lord. You are holy, Lord. You are holy, Lord. Reason why I smile. You are my song, Lord. The reason 